So I'm delighted to be joined by the town manager of Coventry, Jim Drum, joining us today. And we'll be talking to him on a regular basis. Our program's brought to you by JDM Imports CT in Coventry. Jim, good morning. Welcome to the Wayno Show here for today. And start things off by giving a little background for the folks of where Jim Drum came from before Coventry. Well, gee, that's a long story. I like long stories. Fire away, pal. <clears throat> well, okay. Um, I'm, I'm originally from Pennsylvania. And so, and it's interesting because I just relocated from there. But um, as a boy, I grew up in Pennsylvania, and uh, just as I was getting ready to finish school, my parents relocated me to Florida. And uh, so all those years, I still had family in Pennsylvania, and uh, through my career, I got out of school. I actually went to the University of Florida and studied uh, government and public administration. Thought I wanted to work in the federal government, but found myself in a local government internship, and I've kind of been stuck in municipal government. Not stuck. I've enjoyed it. He kind of pulled me in that internship, and ever since then, I've really enjoyed working at the local level because I think you make a really big difference there. I, I had a short stint working for the state and working at state government. I did all these reports, and I never really saw the results of what I did. And so when I went to local government, I was, I was improving parks and, and, and renovating buildings, and I really felt good about what we were doing in the community. So that's where I've stayed all these years. So from there, I worked for a little while in Florida as a city manager, went to Georgia for about a five-year window, and then found my way back to Pennsylvania. So my, I have family up and down the East Coast, some in Pennsylvania, some in Connecticut. Used to spend a lot of, when I was small, and young, as a boy, we used to spend a lot of our uh, summers, I'd come up and visit family in Connecticut and also up in uh, Vermont. And so I loved New England, had an opportunity to uh, apply for this job, and, and I ended up coming up on top. So I've been here now three months. Well, give me more upon that. Expand upon that. What was the attraction for Jim Drum of Coventry, Connecticut? Well, actually, um, when I when I lived my several years in my earlier in my career, I was in Florida on the I four corridor, and development was coming in really heavy. And I was watching farms turn to subdivisions, which on a, on a small basis that's not too bad. But I watched communities totally change, and 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 it kind of it kind of somewhat some change for the better, some not for the better. So when I, when I was looking at other communities to come to, and I was in Pennsylvania, I was starting to see a little of that, too. I, and I came up to, to Coventry to look at the position when, it was, when I saw it advertised. I enjoyed the drive out from the city, just dropping down from uh, I-84 to 384, and then dropping down to the two-lane road, and then coming down. I was expecting the road to go to dirt or gravel. It was just, I was coming out to the country. And though there is some growth here and some potential, it's not really explosive, and I really think it's manageable, and we can actually make some changes here that would be meaningful and, you know, upgrade the community without having to watch it explode and, and as some of the suburbs of some larger cities. Do you pass any horse and buggies on the way up here? <laughs> well, there were a few in Pennsylvania, yes. Yes, in the Amish country in particular, I'm sure, yeah. Uh, and inquiring minds want to know, have you found a place to live yet? No, that's been a challenge. And I know that the town's working with uh, looking for affordable housing and senior housing, and as I watch these committees... Even historically, I've seen them over the last uh, several years. It seems very academic from a, from a public administration position, but now I'm kind of living it. It's really difficult to find housing. Uh, even when you do find it, um, it's out there. It's sort of like a bidding war. You, you, you look at the, uh, the asking price, and you, you put a, an offer in higher than the asking price, and, and the price the house may go for forty or $50,000 more than you expected. Well, since you are a hands-on example of someone that is looking for housing and can't find it, does that become a priority for you as Coventry Town Manager to find more affordable housing options for people who want to live in your town? 
Well, I think it was a priority before that. It will stay that. But it's actually the interesting part is that I have more now of a personal experience of how hard it is to do that. And so on that side, you know, you you think about it academically, but when it's actually you, you you can kind of see what the personal side of it is. So yeah, I definitely I I'm going to make a priority. And I guess right now I'm the living example of how it's hard to to find housing. So here we are approaching the holiday season. Some say we've already been there, like, you know, the big box stores have had stuff up since like March, but <laughs> you've got Coventry's Christmas in the Village coming up. Tell the folks about that. Well, that's exciting, actually. Um, it's uh, it's going to be on Sunday, December 3rd, and it's from 12 noon to 4 p.m. And I know it's been a long tradition. I think they're coming up on like 20 years of this, and it's really uh, exciting, and it's been growing through the years. It's actually, uh, the sponsor is the, the Coventry Lions Club, and the uh, the town kind of works with them and, and assists them in, in getting it together. There's a lot of people that come together, actually, but, but they're the main organization that have put it on through the years. So, talking about horse and buggy, we're going to have horse and wagon rides and pony rides, and there's going to be uh, craft shows and vendors uh, there as well. And uh, the Coventry Arts Guild is going to have a silent auction and a, an art show, a youth art show. So it's a, it's a great opportunity to come out and find some of those Christmas gifts early. There's going to be uh, a Santa will be coming later in the, in, in, the, in the activities. But there's going to be music and dance. And the, the Coventry High School Band will be there uh, later in the afternoon. Uh, we're going to have a, uh, a fire truck torch light parade, sort of our tradition in Coventry. I haven't seen it yet. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, which I believe that that leads Santa into the village, and then at four thirty we're going to have our uh, annual Christmas tree lighting. It seems to me in prior years I've heard that they've had a, a boat parade around this time of the year. People decorate their boats on Coventry Lake and parade them around. Do you know if they're doing that again this year? I have heard that, but I have not heard about that this year so far. So I really don't know about that this, as far as coming in this year. But I have heard of that in the past, and I heard that it was very nice. Now, you've got some tremendous recreational facilities in the town of Coventry. Update me on what's going on with the softball fields at Miller-Richardson Park. Well, <clears throat> about a year ago or so, we, we put in a grant application to upgrade, a, to put in a, base, a softball field, to add to the, the uh, baseball fields that have been there for a number of years. And uh, we were successful, and we, well, oh gosh, over the summer we had completed that softball field, and it was pretty much primarily with grant funds from the state, and there was a, a request of a second softball field. And so, actually, our uh, town council chair, Lisa Thomas, uh, went forward to the state to make a, a request for additional funding and was successful to come back and bring in additional money so we could put in softball field number two. We were really excited about that. And it was been in, under construction, gosh, for the last, I think, about eight months. But we were able to, to finish it this fall, and we were uh, – we, we, one of the holdbacks was grass, trying to get grass to grow. It's hard to believe with all this rain, but actually the, the rain helped that we had this summer. And I think it rained every weekend. But anyway, all that weekend rain brought the grass in and allowed us to, to cut the ribbon and we finished the project. And we had our, our state representative, Tim Eckert, and other, other folks come forward and had a really nice celebration on uh, our softball field number two. So now we have two beautiful new softball fields. Um, and you can imagine Coventry softball is excited, as we are all in the town, that we've upgraded the park. But it sparked uh, something else. We still have some other unused land there, or underutilized land. And so the Recreation Commission and the Town Council have got together, and they're, they're thinking they wanted, they, they wanted to do more with that. And so they went forward with fu- for funding, again, a state grant, to uh, build a master plan 
to determine what we'd like to see in the park. So we've been holding meetings with the Parks and Recreation Commission, and we've had a lot of citizens come forward to give ideas. And we've asked for the input. We want, we want to hear it. Well, we want to hear from stakeholders, because obviously we already have softball and baseball and other groups that are using the park. And then we also opened it up to our citizens to come forward and say, what is it that you think that's missing? And we got a lot of really interesting answers. We heard that um, we needed more basketball, maybe especially on that south end of town. And we heard that maybe pickleball was something coming up interesting. And you're hearing pickleball coming up everywhere. And, and so pickleball has become a, uh, an item, and so there's, there's some discussion about putting pickleball into the park. So that, that plan has gone through several public meetings, and um, it's not finalized yet, so people still have an opportunity if they have something that they think is missing. But um, we're looking at pickleball courts, basketball courts, uh, a, new, a new road pattern in there to provide better parking, and a playground. We often heard that a lot of families that take their kids to play softball or baseball have younger brothers and sisters, and sometimes sitting in the stand they get restless and run around. So the concept was we could give them something else to do. So that's sort of what we're looking at with Miller Richardson. So that really sparked off looking at all of our parks and what we could do to do better planning. And instead of just coming in, maybe we're lucky to get this grant or that grant, and we could sort of build it a hodgepodge fashion. We're looking at doing some better planning on our parks. But didn't you leave out the most important thing? New bathrooms. Absolutely, yes, the bathrooms. So good improvements coming to Miller Richardson Park, and then off of Cross Street, another great park, Patriots Park. I was there watching uh, Eight to the Bar, the live concert with the lake in the background last summer, and you've got new funding for an improvement to Patriots Park. Do tell. We, we do, and that's amazing, too. So after we started... Working with the plans on, on Miller Richardson, we looked back at what really are our premier park in Coventry, the Patriots Park on the Lake. Beautiful park. And as you go through the park, you can see different elements that were built in different decades. And some of them are in need of repair or upgrade, and some of them are in pretty good shape. So we were able to apply for a steep grant from the state, and we came back with the award of the grant of $350,000, uh, which covers, I think, 315000 comes from the state five from the Lions Club who donated money towards the band show, and then the remainder would be uh, from the town as a match. And it's going to include improvements to the, to the playground equipment, the band shell, and, and uh, uh, a few other, uh, the, the, I think what else do we have? We have, picnic pavilions. So there's a number of improvements that we're looking at, and also we, we're trying to deal with a, a, a goose problem, the geese. They come up seasonally, uh, they come into the park, and so we're going to try to find a way to deter their um, entrance to the park. So, but before we jump off into that grant, we actually stepped back and thought about what we did at Miller Richardson and realized we need to do this also for Patriots Park. We have the University of Connecticut looking to upgrade their uh, boathouse that they've they've rented from us for the last 30 years, uh, putting in maybe uh, nearly a $3 million improvement. So with all the activity happening with Patriots Park, the town council stepped back and said, we really need to use the same concept for Patriots Park as we did for Miller Richardson and put in a, a park plan, a master park plan. And so now we're going to be asking, and this is just kicking off, we're looking for a consultant and we just put that out to bid, but we're looking for input from the community. We have our stakeholders, we have um, you know, the sailing club, we have our, our rowing clubs, we have UConn, uh, we have our summer program, the families that come out and put their kids in our, our summer program. People that use the community center, it could be the scouts, um, the board of education, so we have a number of people we want to bring together in a roundtable and talk about what they'd like to see for the future of the park so we don't just accidentally go in and build something 
you know, without thinking of a larger plan, and then five years from now having to tear it down and move it because there's a new concept. So that's really what we're about to embark on, and we're looking at probably taking about six months. So it, it should be a really interesting and exciting uh, practice to go through. But in the long run, we're going to have a really good plan, and we're going to have uh, a good opportunity to use that plan to seek some grant funds. That's excellent. And this sort of dovetails what I asked about the uh, bathrooms coming to Miller Richardson Park. You talked about the geese problem at Patriots Park. How does one get rid of the geese? Because we know what problems they can bring. Absolutely. Um, we have um, studied a few things that possibly will work. We haven't put them into place yet. But there, um, some are, are, are flashing lights that can be used. And uh, you, would, you would post in certain places in the park even uh, uh, it's interesting. I've learned about it myself, but it's a like an, a water, an underwater um, engine that stirs the water, so the geese see the water stirring, and they won't come and land onto the beach. So we're looking at putting in some of these. Uh, I'm not sure. I assume I assume they've been tested elsewhere, but um, we're going to put them in place to see what we can uh, find and how it works here in in Coventry. Jim, what's it like to follow someone who'd been in that office for 35 years, Mr. Alcesser? My goodness, yes. Big shoes to fill. He's been here a long time. I, I find as I open up the filing cabinets and the drawers and I even pull out some of the dusty uh, manuals and things, I see his name everywhere. So he's made a, a, a very large imprint on the community, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I have to think, and, and looking even back at older things, I, I love history, so I've been digging into some of the older records and things that had happened in the town. And I can find that when, when John started here, gosh, 35 years ago, I think he found a town with a really strong foundation. And he brought his talents to the town, and he built on it for the last 35 years and that, that, on that foundation. And he's left us a really good, a really good, great organization, actually. So I'm, I'm really proud to step in and uh, pick that up and, and hopefully carry it forward to that next step. Jim, we talked about housing earlier, but what are some of the things you hope to concentrate on in the upcoming year in Coventry? Well, I think we do have a lot of projects, and we've been really successful in the town with grants, and we, we keep going, and it's kind of exciting. So I'm trying, I've jumped in, and I've, I've, I've really kind of saturated myself in the knowledge of, of the community and the streets. I've been driving around everywhere. I think people probably see my car out there. Um, so you become familiar, but uh, learning the town is what I've done in the last 90 days and what our projects are, and now it's really to move those forward and to keep, keep putting some grant projects in place to improve our buildings. Um, working with the school superintendent, I know that as we're looking at our schools, some of them have aged, some of our facilities have aged, uh, and, and they need some upgrades. And so, um, like we're looking at our parks, we need to be looking at, at the middle school and our elementary schools. So these are some of the things that we're going to work with uh, other, other committees and, and, again, the Board of Education to make some improvements in town. The library has been recently renovated. What impressed you the most about the library in Coventry right there on Route 31? Well, that is a great project. And I, I got to come in in time just for the ribbon cutting, so you can give a lot of credit to, to John Elsesser for that. He actually, and he even said, um, as it was finishing, he said, I'm going to stay on for free because I want to help carry that, that project to the, to the finish line. And he did. And, um, goodness, uh, a lot of new space. And probably what impressed me the most is how they developed these addition to the building and actually helped it blend in to the old historic building. Um, it, you know, the original building was brick. The new, the new extension has brick. I tend to be a fan of historic preservation. So it kind of it has a really nice blending of the new, new facility to the old facility, kind of better than the original extension had. 
Uh, but it gave a lot of space. Um, if you go into the building, they, they really went down and look, took a lot of the basement, uh, the old basement area, and actually expanded that as well as the first floor. And um, a lot of great space for teens and for children. They upgraded the children's room. They put in a new community room. I, I just think it's uh, a really wonderful project. Um, can't can't say a whole lot more. It's really, I mean, it's, it's spectacular. Hope somebody has an opportunity to come out and see it. I know, uh, speaking with our library director, Margaret Kahn, she said that it was horrible to be under construction for a year and having to turn people away or, or, or altering the hours. And she said the first month of operation when they opened up, they had uh, 2,600 uh, patrons come through the library. So it's it's been exciting to get back and have the doors open. So That's impressive. And I had mentioned because of the rain that we're getting a couple of clogged drains around here and probably because of the leaves that have come down. You've got drainage improvements and road paving projects in Coventry. Tell me about those. Well, that's another exciting project that the council took on last year, actually. And they, they took a, a bond issue out, and uh, they're looking to improve a lot of the town's major arteries, the roadways. And they've, they've done um, portions of South Street will be coming up, but they've had completed some of that. They are also looking at, they did, they look, next year will be Daly Road, but they're also looking at, there's a lot of lake associations. I should put that out there. Some of these roads that were um, privately owned and built, gosh, nearly 100 years ago, and I'm not sure when they were paved, probably they were gravel to start with. And so the roads were, some of them were not even to town standards when they were built. We've gone in and we've made improvements to the drainage and put in new drainage, and we've come out and uh, put the new asphalt on, and we've got some beautiful new roads throughout our lake associations in the lake. But then again, some of our our larger major roads, like Seagraves. I mean, that road was in bad condition and potholes, and now it's just nice and smooth. So um, we got a lot of compliments this summer uh, about the projects, and we've just finished it for this year, but we still have, gosh, we probably only did about 60% of the roads we're going to do. We still have a list of roads, and they'll be on our website for people to see which roads are coming up for next summer. Sounds great. One last question, Jim. Coventry Volleyball won the Class S State Championship, something they've got a lot of experience in doing, and I wonder if you've heard any buzz around town. Are they going to, or did they have some sort of town celebration for the state champs? Well, I haven't heard that. We're going to have a celebration yet, but I know that the news got back to us at the town council meeting the other night. And everyone was excited and applauded them. Of course, at that point, we didn't have an opportunity to, to bring them forward to us. So I'm sure we'll look at doing something like that because it is a, it's a great honor to have that. And we do have some talent in our, in our schools. So, uh, yes, we absolutely would like to, to honor our, our high school state champions. Just one more good thing going on in Coventry as the new town manager, James Drum, updates things for us. Jim, good to connect with you this morning. Thanks for joining me. Uh, it's great to be here. Thank you, Wayne. Our talk with the Coventry Town Manager brought to you by JDM Import CT in Coventry on 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.